kids these days. I'm Rachel here with my good old pal, Tara. <laughs> my good old pal. Hey, Tara. Hey there. <laughs> so we're hitting fall, which is exciting. Yeah, except today was hot. Yeah. It was so bad. I went Sweet. for a run this morning and I couldn't even, couldn't even stand it. It was so hot outside. That's the way Houston is. Houston. I know. Plays us hot and cold, literally. I know. And it just gets me agitated. I know. But you know what else? I'm just so agitated right now. <laughs> Tell me why you're agitated. I want to know. Tell me. The new the iPhone did a new update. Yes, uh, the new update. I cannot make that thing work. <laughs> Everyone I've talked to hates it. The first like the first day they I, they're like, "Did you ever get the new update?" And I'm like, "Yes," and they're like, "Oh, it's the worst." And it, yeah. it kind of does. It's not great right now, but I've gotten used to it. Well, and just because I'm old too, it's like, come on, <laughs> I just got one thing down. <laughs> I just figured out how to. How I just to... <laughs> figured out how to turn it on. <laughs> Oh, so that's kind of frustrating. Uh, but well, anyway, know. that kind of leads into our word for a week, I think, because it does. Think you've got something I did. for me. I told you we're going to play a game today. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm scared. So instead of doing like a normal word for the week for this episode, we're going to do a game, and I'm going to read you some common text abbreviations okay. or shortened words okay. that kids are using these days kids these days are using, you know, yeah. when they're texting or on Instagram or Facebook. And I want to see if you can get them. Okay. So I got, I started <laughs> with a few easier ones. So I think, I think we'll be okay. Are you well, ready? Yes. I'm scared, I, I, I'm, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I think you'll do, I think you'll do well. But some of these were hard. Some of these I didn't even know. So are you I, ready? I'm ready. Okay. The first one. Yeah. LOL. I do know this one. Yes. Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. That's true. LOL. LOL. Still, it's been around since... I was using Instant Messenger in middle school. Yeah, I never liked still, it. It's just kept going. Because do you really laugh out loud when you type it? So this is, okay, there are different variations of LOL and how you communicate actual laughing out loud to your friends. Usually okay. when you think something's just kind of chuckle funny, like, or you're like, you smile because your friend said something funny, like students will just say LOL because that means like, ha, joking, or like, it's kind of a way to say like, hey, I'm joking about this. Yeah. LOL. But if you really are loud, like somebody says something very funny, you usually say ha 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 ha. Like however many ha's are in your ha 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 depend on how funny it was. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So like if I think something is really funny, I will use like seven ha's in a row. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to count next time you text me how many ha's you Yeah. Get. Well, it's like – or if – like there are some times where I'll text my friends. And I mean I'm an older adult, so I don't know if like students are doing this. But I will literally say I am literally LOLing. Like <laughs> like because it's – I'm literally laughing out loud. So yeah. anyways, that's LOL. Okay. okay got that You ready one. for the next one? Yay. Okay. TBH. TBH. Hmm. Too bad. <laughs> you're, you're, no. Harry, I have no idea. Too bad, Harry. No, but that's what I'm going to start using it as. Actually, TBH is to be honest. Oh, I knew that one. To be honest. So to you'll be say honest. TBH. I don't really like that shirt, but you look really cute anyways. Like that would be a way that you'd use it. <laughs> or you'd say TBH, I think that you're actually a really nice person, blah, blah, blah. Like kids will 
that was kind of a trend a couple years ago where kids would post TBHs on people's Instagrams and be like, to be honest, whatever, 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 and like tell them the truth about something yes. that they believe or okay, think. Okay, that's a new one. So TBH. Okay. TBT. I'll give you a hint. Usually it's with a hashtag in front of it, the little pound sign, and it's usually used on like Instagram. Or Facebook. Throwback Thursday. Yes! Yay! You got it! Throwback Thursday. It's a, it's a popular hashtag. People post old pictures on a Thursday, and it's Throwback Thursday. I just know that because parents do that with all their... Yes, with their... Because they have lots of old pictures. Yeah, that's true. So. Parents are older than kids. Like It's funny because kids' TBTs are like last week. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay. These two are paired together. So I'm going to okay. say them both, but they are they have something in common. Okay, so I'm going to see if you can get them. It's another hashtag. Okay. okay. MCM and WCW. MCM, WCW. I have no idea. Okay. I can't even make something up. <laughs> MCM is Man Crush Monday. And WCW is Woman Crush Wednesday. Okay. So sometimes kids will hashtag WCW and say their favorite actress or like a friend of theirs that did something cool or their best friend, like Woman Crush Wednesday or Man Crush Monday is like their favorite actor or it could be like, a lot of kids use it as a joke too. It's like yeah, Man Crush Monday and it's like their buddy that <laughs> fell on their face or something and it's like, that's my Man Crush Monday because it's ironic. But Anyways, kids are much more sarcastic these days than they were when I was a kid. See, it, you know why? Why? Because they have Gen X parents like That's me. That's probably true. Who are super sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's like a lot of sarcasm new... happening in the house, it's huh? so true. My we... parents are just, they do not, sarcasm is not their favorite thing. See, <laughs> I think Gen X parents. My mom can be sarcastic. Gen X parents, I mean, they grew up like cynical, sarcastic. Yeah. Well, my mom's a Gen Xer, barely. She barely hits the... The median. Yeah. So she she can be sarcastic sometimes. Yeah. More than my dad. He's not a Gen Xer. Yeah, he's older. I think that's why. That's that's smart. Okay. Good, good, good insight. Good, good insight. Okay. This one I don't love, honestly, but it's very popular, so I want to let parents know what okay. it means. Uh, AF. Oh, I think I know it, but I can't say it. You can't say, say it. it, but just try and guess. You don't have to say the word. As... Inappropriate word. Yep. As F word. Yes. Is what it means. And it's used as like, that was, that was, I am tired AF, which isn't appropriate, but like it's very, it's, it's very common. Kids use it all of the time. I see it all over Instagram. I see it all over their like text conversations. They even say it like in real life. They'll say, I'm tired AF. And it's just, so parents know what it means. That's what it means. Good to know that. Doesn't... I don't like it because I think it's, it's of course, alluding to something inappropriate. But they're not saying it, so it's like, okay, I guess yeah. it's fine. But anyways. Okay, OTP. It's usually used as a hashtag, hashtag as O-T-P. well. OTP. Um, no, I mean, I know, like, Michael Jackson's PYT. <laughs> yeah, like that. that. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. It's, a, it's one true pairing. One so true people, pairing. So kids use it. When they're talking about, like, a couple they aspire to be like, like uh, Dr. Meredith Grey and Dr. McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy, they were OTP. They're one true parent. Yeah, gotcha. Um, et cetera. You know, who's, like, an OTP? Um, 
Well, Tony not Chachi. anymore. Brangelina, but <laughs> Brangelina. Oh, but, yeah. So they're not, not OTP anymore. anymore. No. But they might have used that in previous Maybe. conversation. That's true. That's possible. Okay, next one. Okay, I K R. I K R. I have no idea. I know, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Okay, next one. S. This is, they're getting harder. There's only two more. They're okay. two. They're harder ones. Okay, you ready? S R S L Y. S R S L Y. But don't think of it necessarily as an abbreviation, like where every letter okay. means something. S R S L Y. Sound it out. Surly. Seriously. Oh, seriously. Seriously. So kids will just not say, not type the whole word. They'll just say S-R-S-L-Y, seriously. So don't think it means something really long and crazy. It just, that's what it means. I know. I was trying to think like mom is standing right beside, behind me. Don't say anything. There is, I can't can't remember what, it's like parent over shoulder. P-O-S is one. That's why Kids don't really use that as much anymore because they're on their phones. So it's not like. Computers when I <laughs> like on computers it made sense, but right. not so much anymore. Okay, last one. And this one I did not know until kids told me the other day. And they a kid was literally like, Terry, you're just, you're so ODR. I'm like, what does that mean? And so what is, what do you think ODR means? ODR. Over dramatic. No, that's a good guess, but no. It's open, don't respond, or opened, didn't respond. So it pertains to like a text. Yeah. Or like a Snapchat. And you open it, and you can see, like, you know how there's red receipts on? Right, so you can tell. Yeah. So it's like if you open it they don't respond, then you ODR'd somebody. And so apparently I do that a lot. <laughs> like when you see to, when you the text and that the bubbles are going. Yeah. And then the little the dots, uh-huh. and then you don't get a response. And, you, and you're no. like, I know they had it open, <laughs> and they it looks like they were even writing something. And then it's, yeah. You know what's funny? There's a GIF you can use. Like, you know, the moving pictures that you can put in text conversations, yeah. like the pictures that move? Yeah. There's a GIF of those bubbles. Really? So you can be like, oh, my goodness, something crazy happened. And then someone will be like, what? And then you can just post that GIF, and they're just watching the bubbles, like, waiting for you to say something. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's, it's just a GIF. I love it. It was really funny. Anyways, so. Um, okay, I feel yeah. good. I feel those better. The, yeah. But what I will caution parents to say after you have this newfound knowledge Please don't use it because your parent, your kids will think you are so uncool. Yeah. You cannot, this is not to give you information where you go and use it and you think it's going to up your cool factor. Yep. Because it's actually going to take away from well, your cool factor. Well, it's funny because you totally can, no offense to you parents out there, but you can, I'm, I'm on the, I'm about to be, I'm about to cross over into the not cool I can't do that stuff. I can't say this anymore, but I'm I'm still leaning more on the side of like I can get away with saying some of this stuff. So yeah. I'm almost not I'm almost there. But you can totally tell when a parent is texting these things versus a kid. Like if a kid says LOL, it's usually like all lowercase. But if a parent says it, it's like all caps, LOL, five exclamation points, and you're like, Oh, you're a mom, aren't I know. you? It's just it's embarrassing. So yeah. try to keep it. Yeah. Try to keep, try to use your knowledge wisely. Yes. With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Exactly. Good deal. Okay. All right. So Tara, what are we talking about today? What's our topic? Okay. Well, today we are talking about an expression that most of us have probably heard before and something I feel is really important to talk about and be aware of. So Rachel, you've heard of the phrase keeping up with the Joneses, right? 
Yes. Okay. So today I want to talk about this idea, but as it pertains to our kids and kids these days. So uh, let me just give you a brief overview of what we're going to cover, and then I have some points that we're going to go through. So first of all, usually when we hear keeping up with the Joneses, we think, oh, we're trying to spend money to keep up with the people around us. It's possessions and getting the next coolest thing and all that kind of stuff. So you you're my, you might be wondering, how does this pertain to my kids? They don't have their own money. I mean, they can't – how do they keep up with the Joneses' kids because they don't have any money to spend? But this concept of kids keeping up with the Joneses' kids is something I see a ton. Do you mm-hmm. see that? Do you think – Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it starts – So know, early. Early elementary school. Yeah, for sure. So there's this deep desire for kids to be accepted among their peers and well-liked. And more often than not, we see a direct link from kids' popularity and social status at school to the latest gadgets, clothes, shoes, even what they're involved in, mm-hmm. you know, what they do with their time, what, what their extracurricular activities are, things like that. So I think we're, uh, there are some significant problems that are accompanying this trend, and these issues are what I want to talk about for today. Yeah, I definitely see that. Just, um, you know, one thing I see is, there's so much conformity mm. where kids are really, you know, I'll have kids come in, they're all wearing the exact same thing. They want to wear the same thing. They want to do the same things. And and I think that is part of the keeping up with the Joneses, mm. that I have to, in order to fit in, I have to look like everybody else. I have to wear what everybody else is wearing. Right. Do the activities everybody else is doing. So, um, and I think that's that's going to happen to a degree no matter what, but I think um, it can become a problem. What, right. what do you think? What do you say? Some of the problems? Yeah. So some of the, one big problem, and this is this. So this is the first point. There's three points. First point, and I found this according to an online article I found from Forbes, and it just came out this past summer. So this is really fresh information. And the first one is that kids are falling victims to marketing ploys. They're they're so vulnerable, and marketing people who are in marketing and are trying to sell products they know this, and so they're they're victims. Our kids are becoming victims to this, and we've all been there. You know, we tried a product based on the advertisements we see on TV or on Facebook. But a 2013 Piper Jaffray survey confirmed that teens have cited friends as the strongest influence over their purchase decisions. Mm-hmm. So, what do you when you were a kid? What do you feel like? Do you feel like that's still kind of true? Yeah. I mean, I think that everybody kind of had something when they were a kid they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted these, um, they were like these jelly bracelets and you wore like, I don't know, 50 like 30, of them. Like 30,000 of them yeah. on your wrist. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they didn't cost that much, but my mom was like, no, you're not wearing that. That's tacky. So... I found one black one, like my friend, like left somewhere, and so I'd wear one sad little black jelly bracelet. Jelly bracelet, yeah. What What did you want? What yeah. Was so there were a couple things, but the biggest one was Heelys. Heelys. What's that? Remember Heelys? Okay, so Heelys were this like it's kind of like a marshmallowy clunky shoe. They weren't really that good looking, but they had a heel. They had a wheel 
oh, in the heel. So and so you'd have to like kick your heels kind of up and you could glide. Yeah. Oh, everyone wanted those shoes. Everybody wanted. I never because had a pair. Cool. They were cool. But eh. and they started to kind of come back for like a minute a couple years ago. Yes, I, I like saw that. some kids in them and I was like, Heelys. <laughs> but they're not called that anymore. They're like, what's a Heely? And I'm like, what you're wearing? That's a Heely. And they're like, oh. It's so you, so you didn't get one. Your parents were like, no Heelys. No, I didn't. Well, I couldn't have them at school. I went to a private school and you weren't allowed to like I would never have been able to really use it. So yeah. they were like, no. But then the big one, too, when I was a little older was the Razor Scooters. Yeah. Do you remember the Razor yes. Scooters? Mm-hmm. It was before you had kids, so you might not have, but I, like. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, the neck breakers. Yes. <laughs> they were those, like, long scooters you yeah. stood on, but they had the handlebars. Yes. Well, I got, I was, like, for year, like, for, not years, but for months, it felt like years. I was like, Mom, Dad, I want a Razor Scooter. I want a Razor Scooter, and I want it to have clear wheels. Like, I want Razor Scooter, because the wheel colors were different. You could change them, and it was yeah. cool. And they were like, okay, maybe for Christmas. So I open up on Christmas Day a scooter, which I loved, but it was not a Razor Scooter. It was like <laughs> it was the, a knockoff. It was a knockoff Razor It was a different brand because the Razor Scooters were like, I'm sure, way overpriced. They were probably way too expensive at the time. And I just didn't know it. I loved the scooter regardless, but it was like I wasn't as cool as everyone else yeah. who had. So I, I feel like I still see that today, too. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I think that we've all had that feeling of, oh, I don't, you know, I didn't get that and somebody else had. And that's part of that's natural. And part of it, I think it's good for kids. Yeah. To not get everything. I agree. And that's, yeah, we talk, I, that's another point I have here in a little bit. But that's so true. It's kids don't need everything. Every once in a while, maybe. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit yeah. later. But. But back to the, you know, the marketing ploys that kids are falling victim to. Uh, Companies are not only pushing their products specifically created for kids out to buyers, but they're encouraging teens to share their new products with peers. So it's almost like they know kids are going to want what their friends have. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're making it an even stronger message. Like, look at Billy's shoes or Susie's backpack. You want that. And that's kind of what they're saying, and it's working. So my basically my point here is it's worth at least letting your kids know the tactics that merchandisers use because it may make some difference. I mean, kids, no one likes to be taken advantage of or, like, manipulated, Mm -hmm. but especially kids uh, and teenagers, they have this instinctive distrust for phony things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, teenagers do that. It's like when they feel like something's fake – they and they have a pretty keen sense for that. So even letting your teens know that, hey, by the way, what you're wanting, it's gonna be in five minutes, it's not gonna be cool anymore. Right. So just wait it out. And hoping I'm understand that um, you know, advertisers spend millions of dollars making them want it. Yeah. So and it's it and, and they but it's worth it. It's worth for them to spend that money on advertising because it's working. Right. So a new phone, a new iPhone comes out every one point five years, and kids are convinced they need it in order to stay hip, and it's just not true. So if you believe, if they believe they need the new phone or gaming system or tennis shoe or whatever. But having the newest thing now does not necessarily make you cooler. So just even helping your kid understand that it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing to have the cool thing. It's not. But when it becomes an obsession, it may be time to sit your your student down and say, hey, by the way, this is not what makes you cooler. This is kind of – you're kind of falling victim here to this ploy that that marketing – 
is using. Because I think it's hard for kids when if they if they put all their identity on what they wear and how they look and who else has what they have on, then they're not kind of focusing on their identity. Absolutely, which is a great segue into my second point, which is when kids are so busy keeping up with the Joneses kids, they never develop a solid and true sense of identity and who they are. So if you think about it, um, I already used little Susie as an example, but I'll use her again. Little mm-hmm. Susie in your daughter's class always gets the newest and most hip backpack for school every year, and it is always monogram. Oh, the monogram. <laughs> oh, yes. the monogram. Uh, this does not mean that your daughter has to get one. Now, if your daughter likes that backpack, she really likes it because it's her kind of – it's her fashion trend as well. Like that's kind of her – what she likes – and she likes monogramming things, then that's fine. That's great. But if she's so busy trying to keep up with Susie, she'll never actually learn to stop and think, what do I actually like? Mm -hmm. That's That's kind of a small example. And maybe it's, you know, the same backpack, but maybe it isn't. And it's a simple example of a much deeper and higher stakes decisions that your kids are gonna make as they get older. Like, should I drink just because everyone else is? Or you know, this is getting a little personal and a little deep, but do I sleep with my boyfriend or girlfriend just because that's what the other kids in my class are doing, mm-hmm. you know, as they get older? So if you if you help your child understand and develop a good and true sense of identity now, they might avoid regret later and by making decisions for themselves based on the standards and morals that you've set up in your home for yeah. your family. You know, I think it's a question that I always want to ask my kids when they want something. It's kind of like you said. I say, do you want this because everybody else has it? Mm-hmm. Or is exactly. it something that you really want? And even that conversation helps them step back and say, oh, maybe I do just want this because yep. everybody else has it. And I think that's what you're saying, helping yep. them understand, is this a decision about you or is this a decision about fitting in? Exactly. And, and then... If they, if it's about fitting in, then maybe you, you really want to have a conversation. And say, I don't, I'm not sure this is. You have to have this to fit in. Yep. Uh, you know, you you don't have to wear this exact thing to fit in with everybody else. Right. And I think you know, parents do feel that pressure. Absolutely. They feel that pressure that, oh well, my kid's not gonna have friends if they don't look like everybody else, and they're. And then you get it as a parent, you get it from both sides mm-hmm. because you get that, oh, I have to give this so my kid's going to fit in. And then it's the other part is your kid's really bugging you to buy it. Yep. And it's like, well, I really want this. And, you know, and that is so hard as a parent because you, you're kind of weighing all these things and trying to figure out what's the best decision in it. And so I think, you know, for me, sometimes I, I say, okay, you know, we'll get this. And sometimes I say, no, we're not going to do that. Just because, you know, I just think about my son and a cell phone, you know, and forever, you know, kids were getting cell phones in fifth grade. And we said, you get a cell phone when you're 13. And that was like a huge pressure point for us on many sides. And in fact, even, you know, the school was a, he's kind of the only one that doesn't have a cell phone. And I said, yeah, no, you know. And um, so that was, that's a big pressure point because you feel it from a lot of different places. I feel like you're reading my mind. Really? Because the next point 
<laughs> you're leading. You're, it's great because you're leading right into the next point, which is so great. And it's our final point. And in the game of keeping up with the Joneses, parents are feeling double the pressure. Mm-hmm. Your kids are feeling pressure from their friends to be cool and hip and whatever and have the latest stuff or, or fit in, like you were saying. But you, what you just said, parents are feeling that pressure that kids are putting on them, and they're also feeling that pressure themselves as parents. Like, do I am I am I being a good parent? Just like so and so next, who's doing this and that yeah. and this and that. So there's so much pressure for parents, and that's just extra weight on their shoulders when it comes to peer pressure. Not only you're trying to help your kids navigate the rat race, but you're you're feeling that pressure as well. And you know, there's some examples like our other parents are sending their kid to this camp is the one that mm-hmm. I picked not cool enough or is it right. not the best camp? And well, that camp's really expensive and I don't know if I can afford that, but my, my kid likes this camp, but should I send them to the other one? I don't know. Or do I look like all the other moms and dads? Right. Am I wearing what everyone else is wearing? I mean, that's, that's a thing that yeah. I think happens in, in everywhere. And, and so-and-so belongs to this country club. So should I go join? It's That's not really our thing as a family. Like, I don't think we really need to be a part of a country club, but all of our friends and neighbors are. So do should we do that? And, oh, well, their SUV is this SUV, and mine is this. And right. I don't know if – are my kids getting made fun of because they're riding to school in this SUV? And, like, or am I getting – are people laughing at me because I'm not – and it's just – it goes on and on and on. And it's not that it's bad to have nice things that are good things and good quality things, but when we – when we get caught up in feeling the need to fit in yeah. and be where everyone else is, then that's where we get in trouble. Well, and I think as parents, we have to check ourselves as well. Like this isn't just about our kids because it's kind of like you're saying, parents play the conformity game as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, maybe you're jealous that this family takes this vacation mm-hmm. or, you know, lives in this neighborhood or has this car. And and whether you know it or not, you're communicating that to your kids. Mm-hmm. And they pick up on it. And if they kind of see you playing the conformity game and having to keep up with everyone else, they that sends them a message that that matters. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, I'm sure we all do it to a degree, but I think you just, as parents, we need to do some self-evaluation and say, what of this are we imposing on our kids? Because really, I think it does matter for them to develop their own identity to not fall into the conformity game. And it can be, and it's hard. It can be so hard, but we have to, all, I think it's just, we all have to step back and evaluate it and say, what What am I really saying that matters? It goes back again and again to priorities. It, yep, you know, the over-programming and thing. That's the, exactly yeah, and just what, what, what really matters and does it matter that we look like everybody else and dress yep. like everybody else? And, and also, you know, this is a deeper issue, but this is for parents as well as kids. A lot of times... The need to conform comes from a deep insecurity. Mm. Um, And that's where you have to know your true identity and your identity in Christ, you know, and to say that is what matters more. And when when kids – I see all the time kids that have um, this really strong sense of self and – their own identity it's and they're because, confident and they're secure. It's because their not parents wor- do. Yeah. It's because their parents do. And 
they're not worrying about those things in the same way. And that allows them to be the person God created them to be. Mm -hmm. And they're not so busy looking, you know, I liken it to running a marathon. Not that I've ever run a marathon, (laughs) but (laughs) if you're always looking over your shoulder, Mm -hmm. you know, you go so much slower, right? That's right. what they say. They say, look ahead, focus on what's ahead, not on what's behind you. Or who's at your side. Or who's at your side. Yeah. And I think that's the same way with these kids. We want them to focus on um, what they're supposed to be, who God's created them to be, and not trying to just fit in with everybody in a way that can be really just detriment, detrimental. detrimental. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, even those kids you were talking about that have a great sense of self and aren't really worrying about the same things their peers might be, um, those kids make better decisions later right. in life. I mean, they, they grow up being just healthier all around in their decision-making and in their, their lifestyle choices. So, um, and those are the kids when they get to college and, you know, some, they've, someone's, they feel the, there's pressure about certain things. Those are the kids that are able to say, "No, I don't, I don't have to that. do what you're doing. Yeah, I don't need that in my life." So I don't it's need, it's yeah. a life skill for sure, definitely. That you're trying to to help them with as well. Absolutely. So. I like this, Tara. This is good. This this made me think. Yeah, I needed that. So. so just just to kind of end it, weigh the cost. What kind of principles and values are you teaching your children? Um, set up boundaries for your family. Make benchmarks. I think that's a really big one when this in this kind of talk, like mm-hmm. with this whole with this whole conversation, set up goals for your kids. Like, okay, well, when you're when you turn 13, you get a cell phone. And then when you are 17, you get a smartphone. You can have a smartphone. Like just mm-hmm. I've I've met ki- I have kids in my ministry that have that and it they it's just so great. I th- I think it's so great and they don't feel this need to have it cuz they're looking forward to that time when they're going to have it. You know, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 16 years old. Everyone else in my grade had one. Uh, but when I got that cell phone, I took care of it. I made sure I followed the rules, and I, 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 it was a big deal. And it was so exciting for me to look forward to that. And so, when that you don't delayed just, gratification, yeah, that's such an important part of childhood for sure. For so many reasons, definitely we'll talk about that later. Yeah, another, that's a good one for another time. Yeah, but anyways, cool. Well. This has been fun. This has been fun. Good talk. Great. Thanks. And uh, we will see you next time on Kids These Days. See you next time.